Hey everybody, welcome to the Thursday Night Kingdom of Loathing Spectacular! Uh, so, uh, Mr. Skullhead is in town with us, finally. Yeah, geez, it's about time. That guy. I'm your host, Riff. Oh, and no. I'm looking at you. All right. I'm, what? Who am I'm I? Nightmare. Uh, <laughs> Hello, ma'am. <laughs> Hi, I'm Riff. Uh, I'm, uh, oh no. <laughs> who am Playing I? Playing the part of Jick tonight will be Nightmare. Nightmare's joining <laughs> us because Nightmare joined us, and we're, uh, we, man. We're, we're LARP, a five cast. We're LARPing. Yeah, this is the Damn. first time we've ever had five microphones hooked up to this bullshit. Yep. We overcame the technological hurdle of three, and now we're just we have going crazy. We're adding one person, but like surrender the money, or we will add one person to each <laughs> podcast <laughs> per Two week. Turntables and five microphones. So we have like five guys, but we still just have the one cup. Yeah. Ew. How many do you need? One cup used to be enough. If it's for a big us. enough cup. Yeah. Uh, how's everybody doing? I'm good, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, can't complain. There's almost there's almost nothing happening in Kingdom of Loathing because we're in the midst of con season. Yep. We uh, we all just got back from well, all of the cool ones at the table just got back from Dragon Con. Oh, that's not me, Jerks. No. That was very droopy dog. <laughs> oh, that's not me. Me and uh, me and Hot Stuff and Scully went to uh, Dragon Con. I'm I'm Jick, by the way, your host. I'm Hot Stuff. Yeah, we're actually introducing <laughs> ourselves. This, <laughs> this is the real intro. Oh. Yeah, uh, I'm Riff. I'm Scully, your host. And I'm Nightmare. Because I think not I think your host. the people who have a hard time distinguishing our voices in general are going to be even more yeah, so yeah. confused already. So nobody has trouble distinguishing my voice. I'm the nasal asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got diagnosed with nasal asshole. That sort of explains why everything smells so bad to me all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm always in such a bad mood. Hmm. That was the worst member of Green Lantern's Rogues Gallery. I mm-hmm. thought was nasal asshole. It's like they weren't even trying. Comic book joke. I don't get it. Crickets. 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 So yeah, Dragon Con was fun. We played some board games. We did, yeah. We played some video games. We didn't really play any video games. I mean, I played some. We met Richard Garriott. Yeah. We hung out and got drunk with Lord British. That was pretty, pretty awesome. Cool. That was I pretty hear cool. That he's an astronaut. Yes, yep. he is an astronaut. He's a nasal <laughs> astronaut. <laughs> he went on an inner space journey up Martin Short's nose. He drinks cosmonauts. Yeah, he does. He all he drank was cosmonauts. <laughs> Are those made with tang? Yes. yes. It's a Cosmo with And tang. equal parts tang and poon. <laughs> Chapeau du merde. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, he talked about how the future of games is social gaming. And if you're if the project that you're working on is not going to be a top 10 seller, it's a distraction. Yeah. Uh, hmm. It was interesting. Was he at all familiar with KOL? No. Nope, he didn't know about KOL or World of Warcraft. He kept World on referring to yeah, it was Kingdoms yeah. of Loathing. Over yeah, he kept calling <laughs> us Kingdoms of Loathing over and over and over again. <laughs> um, nice guy, smart guy, yep. awesome to sit and talk to that dude like that. I I read an article in like a Newsweek about Richard Garriott when uh, when I was in high school at the dentist office, and it was just about like oh check out this guy he made a bunch of money selling video games and then he built this super sweet house with all kinds of underwater secret passages and shit and I was like. That is what I want my life to be like. Yeah. And then from that's when I decided I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not getting this filling. I'm gonna go out and make a video game." 
And then I made a video game about how much my face hurt because I didn't get the <laughs> filling that I needed. And then here we are. My house is filled with secret passages. And teeth. <laughs> yeah. Fake ones. And but, blood. You know. Blood that I spit everywhere I go. <laughs> you will know me by the trail of blood that I spit out from my horrible dentifrice. <laughs> I don't know what dentifrice means, but that sounded like a word. It, sh- it sure did. It's when you use teeth as your artifice, I think. Cool. Could be. Make a sculpture out of teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Sculpture of a vagina. Ooh. Um. Wow. I mean, yeah. you, you don't intend any of your sculptures to look like vaginas, but they all do. They all do. They all do. You or presented penises. on. Uh, you presented on several panels. Oh yeah. Indie I did, gaming. I did some panels. We, we did a. We did the the three of us. Well, the three coolest of us. The three of us at this oh. table with the largest dicks. Oh. I oh. uh, gave a gave a Kingdom of Loathing panel. I wonder if that's. I bet. Uh, I bet Data Vortex will send us a link to a video of our panel. Oh, good. So I'm sure people can, sure. It'll be like a radio show, except slightly more awkward. Yeah. You know. I actually felt pretty good about uh, about the panels that I did. I felt like yeah, I did a reasonably you, good I job. I think you did a good job. I, I How made much some drinking did you have to do beforehand? Zero. Whoa. Zero wow. drinking. And I and I never got nervous. I never got to like an elevated heart rate. I got rooms full of people to laugh a bunch of times. Re- yeah, re- pretty reliable. You were well spoken and charming. Yeah, I'm getting better at that. I'm getting less uh, the, the future of the getting spoken less word. Freaked out. I'm trying to trying to pretend that I know shit about shit. Did a panel about uh, how to break into the video games industry, in which all of my advice was like, "Fuck, fuck, sleep, fuck sleep with as many high school girls as yeah, fuck as many high school girls as you can." Um, uh, I was I was waiting for that advice, and it didn't. Come uh, out. That would have been so great. Yeah. Ah, all of you. Fuck as many high school girls as you can, which, looking at you, is zero in every <laughs> single case. What's up, nerds? What you were on those panels with Richard Garfield, too, who was Richard Richard G. I didn't. I wasn't on a panel Dick, with Richard Garfield. Dick G. Dick G. Weren't you on that uh, panel with, with Dick G? I saw. <laughs> I, I, watched I, a, I watched a panel with Dick G. <laughs> oh, we you were, know what? I went to that panel with Dick G. You went to that panel with me. I'm conflating them in my mind. You're mixing up me and the president of Epic Games. <laughs> yeah. Because our games are so epic. Uh, no, we, we, were, we were in the Dick G room, uh, which, had a, which had a presentation oh, by yeah. Richard Garfield and then a presentation by Richard Garriott. And then I went to a, I went to a panel uh, about podcasting that had another Richard G in it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't remember what his last name was. Hatch. Now. Was it Hatch? No. Was it Richard was it Hatch? Richard Gear? We, uh, we periodically ate at a restaurant where Lou Ferrigno was crying himself <laughs> to sleep at a table by himself. Oh, really? Over a lasagna. Yeah. A, a plate of lasagna for one. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Garfield also seemed to enjoy <laughs> lasagna a lot. The, con- the, <laughs> the panel that I saw him on was on Monday, so he wasn't at his best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Um... Uh, Right, I don't even know what else to talk about. This is weird. Why is this all awkward and weird? Should I just point out that I got a high five from Xander from Buffy? Yeah, yeah that was high one five of my from Xander, and your hand still reeks of the alcohol oozing out of each of his pores. <laughs> mm. It was him and a bunch of, of uh, babes at dinner. High school well, yeah, they, they were all from Buffy. Well, I don't know sure. if they were babes. There was what, they Glory, were. Harmony? Glory, Harmony, and... Uh, Chartreuse. <laughs> Darla. Darla? Yeah. Darla. I can never remember who Julie Darla Bins. is. Somebody's girlfriend who was more in Angel, Angel than yeah. Buffy. I never watched any Angel because I'm into chicks. They, were all, they all got uh, hugs from Lou Ferrigno. Hmm. I'm glad. He crushed why them. Was, why was Lou Ferrigno crying? <laughs> he wasn't crying. He wasn't he just, really. He was, he was just, just eating dinner, dinner by himself. Oh, the, first, the first night that we went to the restaurant, I was like, oh, nobody... It's like nobody wants to play Sega with Harrison Ford. Nobody wants to eat dinner with Lou Ferrigno. Oh, that is the saddest painting I've ever seen it's in my life. So good. I love that dude. Was that, that guy's name was like Brandon Bird? Yeah. That's, that sounds right, yeah. Oh. 
I, I especially like the the one where people are playing the. Uh, they're they're standing around an arcade cabinet, and the arcade game is apparently based on the sitcom Coach. <laughs> I really want to play that game. You send Dauber to do some tasks mm-hmm. for you. Uh, Andy Van Dyke, Ar- some Armand Van Dyke. I don't know what's I got. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Van Dyke. Lewis. I think that my brand Lewis Van Dyke. Lewis, Lewis and Clark succeeded in erasing everything that I ever knew about Coach from my mind. No, penis bad really? lesbian. It was a fine show. Coach was Craig, fine. Craig T. Nelson is, a, is an American. He's a proud American. Yeah, I remember enjoying it. <laughs> Isn't he like I a crazy racist or something now? Or like just some like Oh, there xenophobe? was something in the news. So. He's always yelling he about like something like that. John I don't remember society what it is. craziness. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Mr. Yeah. Incredible? Uh, yeah. Why, uh, Super Dave Osborne? Why was <laughs> totally there a, <laughs> an Alcohol Anonymous <laughs> panel every day at Dragon Con? I don't know. They, they thought they were hiding, but we knew that the friends of Bill okay. W. were alcoholics and all I figured that at first that it was for Calvin and Hobbes fans. And it was right. <laughs> friends of Bill Watterson. It was just because of the proliferation of drinking games related to anime and science fiction movies. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That, that, why wouldn't you? You know, it's, it's, a, just it's, a, it's a con where you're allowed to set up whatever panel you want. What are you sure. going to be like, no, your organization isn't significant enough. Your organization is in no way as significant as a guy who really likes... Uh, Star I mean, Trek. there weren't, there wasn't a mass every day. There wasn't a, you know, like there, there were a bunch of, but there could have been a bunch of organizations that didn't represent. It does, it does seem sort of out of place that, like, that, that it's not a, those aren't me. fan things. I mean, let's, I guess you could be a fan of, of alcoholics. Power. <laughs> right. There was a mass every day, but it was a critical mass. Mm. And so it was kind of like people just pointing out the, like, the inconsistencies between various versions of that the chick Bible. ought to lose some weight. Yeah. I'm critical terrible. of her mass. Yeah. See what I'm saying? You hear me? There were a lot of sexy costumes. There was a sexy R two D two. Oh, I didn't. I saw a sexy Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. I saw sexy Freddy Krueger. Yeah, sexy Freddy Krueger. Wait, did you say sexy R two D two? Yeah. How is that possible? It was like a one piece bathing suit with R two D two printed on it, and then I saw. I think I saw that on Reddit. Did you see the sexy Dalek? I did not see. There were a lot of sexy Daleks. Were there a lot of sexy Daleks? Yeah, like a bunch of them that were there together, just like women in dresses that were painted to look like Dalekie. Hmm. Carrying plungers and egg beaters. Do they have like light bulbs on their nipples? Yeah. There were a bunch of women in uh, phone booth dresses. Yeah, boy, it seemed like they were giving that shit out at the door. Were they yeah. bigger on the inside? Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, we kept Why'd asking. Why'd you say it twice? I, I thought they to... smelled bad on the outside. Oh. But I know. Are you bigger on the inside? Because my dick is way bigger than it looks like you would be on the inside. That's what I said to them. That's a really good... I gotta yeah, write that time. one down. That's a good pickup line, huh? You <laughs> should say that to them next time you see them. Woman dressed as a police box. <laughs> Police box. Your microphone is falling. <laughs> I just had like erectile dysfunction with my microphone. Hold up. And put this up. Yeah. Pointed at my mouth like I like my dicks. I had to bring the <laughs> I had to bring the entire advice hot dog studio into uh, the Kingdom of Loathing studio for us to do this podcast. Studio. Well worth the effort, I feel. You think? Thus yeah. far. We're doing great. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. Stu studio. We should, uh, I don't know. What are we going to talk about? Is that enough Dragon Con? We played I don't some, know. We played some board games. We got which, some, we'll we got some KOL, we got some KOL cons coming up. We do. We do have KOL con coming up. This I'm, I'm super excited that uh, it looks like I'm going to be able to go to Drunken Skating this year, and I'm not going to be so deathly ill that I can't stand. You might still get sick. I It's possible. How I do you feel right now? I feel good, but I didn't sleep last That's night. That's what happens so. right before... Oh yeah, you get. To you always feel really good. Right you feel really good, but you can't yeah. sleep. Yeah, mm, that sucks. It's the Paul before the storm. <laughs> it's the pearl before the swine. It's the Paul before the bear. Um, it's the Paul before the Giamatti. <laughs> 
Cool jokes, guys. Yeah. Those are really good. I, gonna, I thought he was dead. I'm, I'm confused. You thought Paul Giamatti was dead or Paul Bearer was dead? Oh, all the Pauls? Every single one. Yeah. Wasn't The Undertaker named Paul Bearer? Didn't he change his name to Paul Bearer? I hope so. I the, would be the... not surprised. <clears throat> cool. I think guys... he, he changed his name afterwards, though. He became an independent filmmaker. And he changed his name to Paul Dior so that he could go to Cannes. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> okay. I uh, I, I don't know if you uh, if you listen to NPR's Sunday Puzzle podcast. I listened to it on the radio the other day by accident. We we're like driving around on a Sunday, and they were doing this thing where they they would give them a word and then a clue that was rearranged letters in the word, and it's like, how is this coming through my car radio? This is the, the best thing I've ever seen. Well, so this week's, <laughs> this week's challenge is totally up your alley. Uh, they want people to come up with uh, palindromes that include a famous person's name, wow. and they are going to, uh, they're going to award the pr- a prize to the, the best one, which is sort of very subjective in quality, but... Abel was I, ere I saw Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even realize this existed. Yeah. Uh, I've only heard the Sunday Puzzle podcast when I've heard it coming out of your computer during the occasional months when our computers are set up in the same room. Yeah. That seems to be a thing that you listen to every single week. Yeah, I mean, it's a podcast, so it's automatically downloaded to my computer. What? Because Uh, you use iTunes like some kind of jerk. It's Will Shorts, and he like... A guy wearing shorts? Yes. Wow, is that like a cross between Will Sasso and Martin Short? Yes. That sounds like the funniest thing ever. Uh, Will Sasso is fine. I don't mean to insult Will Sasso. I don't know who Martin Will Short Sasso is. Tool. <laughs> Will Sasso is a guy. I mean, maybe Martin Short. Has Martin Short ever been in anything funny? Three Amigos. Three Amigos. Yeah. He wasn't good in it, though. What? Yeah, he was. Carry no, the entire wasn't. picture. He was problem child. Like Rick Moranis uh, has been in some funny stuff. Yeah. Honey, I Shrunk uh, Martin Short. Uh, mm. The inner... Inside Martin Short yeah, what studio. Was, the, was it Inner Space? Was that? Was Inner Space was the Martin yeah. Short movie, which was pretty bad. He had the like. Phys- uh, so, so I guess Ed Grimley was kind of funny. Oh, uh, I don't Ed remember Grimley that being Jr. good. <laughs> <laughs> he was the guy with the electric car and then, like, yeah. from Something About Mary. Robert Loja. Robert Loja Jr. is Iron Man. Uh. Hi guys. <laughs> so welcome uh, to awkward pause theater. Awkward yeah. pauses are the rule of the day. Every time we make an awkward pause, you have to take a drink. Yeah. So then, what, what's happening on Friday? There's a there's some crazy sushi things, and right? Then, Midday sushi, and then I never uh, go to it because it's in the middle of the day, and I don't like facing the I don't like facing the yellow eye without a few drinks in me. Yeah. And then there's Kewa Khan uh, starts officially on Friday evening, and there's some sort of crazy casino night action yeah uh, if you don't know what sort it is then we're fucked i thought you were the guy who was making all this stuff happen well we'll see what time does it start uh well it uh we yeah 7 question mark <laughs> yeah it starts at question mark question mark and goes <laughs> until question mark the question gambling mark. is from like 8 to 11 the official gambling and then people how can... certain are you of that i am pretty certain Par- you partly bucks. cloudy i am certain question mark <laughs> Uh, yeah, it'll be fine. 80, Sorry, I 80%. only accept answers with multiple question marks. Oh. Uh, and then Saturday's the barbecue, and then <laughs> I think, <laughs> and then Dave and Buster's. No, 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 Dave and Buster's. Well, everybody can go to Dave and Buster's while we do a sound check. That's yeah, true. That's true. Why do people need sound checks? It makes me angry. 
Well, they had, you got to check the sound. No, you don't. What Ev- if there's no sound? Every The mini-bosses don't check sound. Every single yeah, instrument is faith. different. They also just make a bunch of noise. Noise. Right. The mini-bosses are actually just a Vuvuzela choir, a children's <laughs> Vuvuzela choir. Well, look, like, eh, what the mini-bosses are doing, if they if the bass isn't resonant enough, or if there's not enough of them in the monitors, like, fucking, they do the same thing every year. Muscle memory alone will get them through it. It's a different like, lineup every year, though, is if, the problem. If MC Frontalot can't hear him, himself in his monitor, then he's not going to be able to properly sing his new songs. Mm-hmm. New songs. He doesn't he, have any he does. new songs. He yeah. has new songs, I guess. Yeah. He has an album that's new. Hey, it's not the Miniboss's fault that they don't have new songs. His, they only he, made so many NES games. Occasionally yeah. he varies his performance. <laughs> you know, you have a hard time believing that anything that you don't like is good. And I and I understand that. I mean that's a there it's a phase that people go through normally as children but sometimes a, yeah, you know, sometimes in middle age. I but I I re- I bolster that idea by talking to everybody who's not you. What? Yeah, I, I feel everybody like... who has not seen them for the first time is excited to see them. Everybody who has is like, "Yep, I guess they're doing that again." Okay. I think I, I enjoy their songs, but I yeah I wouldn't I'm not I enjoy like, them as people. Sure. I think they are incredibly talented musicians. I think their show is mind-bogglingly boring. I like the fact that they smell real nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I once saw uh, I once saw the I once saw Aaron puke uh, puke behind an amplifier in the middle of a show without stopping playing. Ooh. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. Yeah. That was a that that's was kind a, of that was like a hardcore that was a hardcore rock star <laughs> yeah, move. Yeah, that's GG Allen kind of yeah. stuff. Um there was that time that we busted into totally improvised yakety sax. Oh yeah, yeah. We uh we uh we pretended to be a barbershop quartet. There were only three of us. It was me and Nightmare and Aaron Burke from the Minibosses, and uh, we decided to pretend to be a barbershop quartet made of Down Syndrome kids <laughs> singing Yakety Sax, which we did at, very, at very loudly so uh, loud. in a public place, uh, much, much, to the, uh, much to the chagrin of the girls that were sitting with us at the time. We just kept going, kept going, <laughs> it embarrassing everyone except ourselves. Yeah, we had to finish the song. <laughs> or nobody would have understood what we were doing. Ah, good times. Good times. By the way, uh, Jake has a Kickstarter fund now to make that entire album happen. Uh, that so. would be so good. Just acapella covers of Yakety Sax. If you, Ten of them. I'm gonna, if I wake up someday and there is a Kickstarter to get me to record an album, I'm going to be pretty upset yeah? with all of the people. Like, what? But... Your public, so many your songs public. have you written over the years that you know, there's Alex I'll Take Heartache for 100 is a the, fantastic song they're all ten, with the exception of, of I'll Take Heartache my, my country song that I wrote when I was in high school uh, or right after high school all of my songs are like 10 seconds long don't and about a, farts don't fall oh, on a cactus that's, that's, that's like very a punk you can get 99 15. songs on a CD I, I, what I is your problem I didn't write Don't Fall on a Cactus that was a collaboration between me and, me and Action Jackson there's no way I'm going to secure the rights to that, <laughs> to put it on an actual album. Ah, uh, guys, come on, guys, come on, guys. Let's do a let's do a show. What else are we talking about before we start answering questions? The LARP. Oh yeah, we have the oh, LARP yeah. on Sunday. That's a fucking lot of work. Oh, is that? Do you you sound? Is that upset? Mr. Scullet that... is disdainful of no, the LARP. No, I'm not. I'm not upset. I'm just in advance. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already. I'm already tired of that. Also. 
we were we great. were talking we were having some we were having some existential discussions about the LARP and whether whether it is worth us spending a tremendous amount of time and a little bit of money doing something that is really hard and benefits like thirty dudes. Mm. <laughs> people love it. People love it. Like thirty people love it. Yeah, who who get to experience it? Sold it. out super fast this year. It did. I think if we had the ability to do it for more than thirty people, more than thirty people would love it. Yeah, but it's super labor intensive. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, we do can't it. do it for more than thirty people. Well, you could do it for an arbitrary number of people if you quit did your it. job. <laughs> if we had an arbitrary number of people volunteering in an arbitrarily well, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as good. good yeah, right? yeah i mean that's the thing it, it takes our our as as evidenced by this podcast our just <laughs> dynamite improvisational yeah. skills yeah. to make that larp what it is don't i forget think, the je ne sais quoi i think you you could do 40 people a day pretty comfortably as like an eight hour work day and uh yeah and that would not be enough to pay anything <laughs> yeah oh, that would well. not be enough to pay like the number of dudes that it would take to run the thing like that it's it is it, it would is cover the rental space it would cover the space and you would be able to pay maybe three guys a living wage yeah you know if we charge people 50 bucks a, a piece for the larp sure. and then we could actually like pay some high school flunkies to do some of the some of the legwork except then yeah, I don't know, we'd have just... to spend the extra money on making it a $50 experience. I think it's already a $50 experience. I think it's a bargain at, I think that at any price. <laughs> my opinions on the LARP are not to be trusted at the moment because last year I went to an after party after the Saturday night thing and I got home at 5.30 with like, okay, I have three hours that I can sleep before the LARP. I can do this. But my son had just woken up when I got home, <laughs> and Grandma was there ready to play with him, but he just saw Mom and Papa come in, so to, to hell's with that. So I lay in bed for like two hours and listened to him scream, and then went to do the LARP on pretty much zero sleep. Huh. And it was like, what, 10 or 12 hours long? It was no, it was like six. And, five. <laughs> and it was like 90 to 100 degrees in that room, I feel. We had, it's, it's pretty hot in there. It's not, the space is kind of far away, which adds a bunch of time yep. to it. And the space is not ideal because we have to do a whole bunch of work moving shit around, memorizing where it all is, you know, committing it to mm -hmm. photograph at least, mm -hmm. and then reconstructing the rooms when we're done. It is, it is a huge, huge amount of work, and it is a great is. deal of fun for the people who do it. And at some point, I mean, would it be worth it if we all dedicated, you know, three days of work every year to giving one dude a really awesome, like, hey, it's your own KOL zone that only you get to play in, and have fun with that, and we'll spend all day sitting there behind your shoulder telling you extra jokes and doing director's commentary about the zone that you get to play, and then at the end we'll just delete it. <laughs> and nobody nobody else ever gets to play it. Like at some point yeah. at some point it becomes not worth it to do the thing, right? Like I don't know. I it's think... fucking awesome and yeah. I love it and I don't want to work it. I think we've got it at it. the point now that like the amount of work that we have to put in, like actually have to put in this year is like it's, a day and a half of serious work as opposed to before when it was like a month of prep and coming up with stuff and hammering out numbers. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, the first I'm, gonna, I'm really... guessing it's going to be four days, four solid days of work. But that's like the stuff that four needs to be done days? versus the, the stuff that we want to tweak. Four boy days. <laughs> well, they, before the LARP, they were boy days. Here's what I want to do. I want to run the LARP in like February. And not have to do it as th part of KOLCon. I thought you were going to say with robots. Yeah, I want, I, want, I want an android of myself 
that I can have sex with and that will run the LARP. Huh. Huh. It's not gay if it's if it's not gay if it's if a it's robot. You. No, that's that's yeah. true. Yeah. So the Stepford Wives. <laughs> there was nothing gay about the Stepford Wives. That is Wolves. gay, actually. If it's a girl robot, it's gay. <laughs> no, I mean, but if if the actual wife had escaped or whatever, would yeah, they? You're, you're talking about a remake of Stepford Wives, where they were like replacing the women with robots and keeping the women alive instead of just killing them. I don't. I didn't actually see the remake. I, I wouldn't I'd, recommend I'm, it. I'm just assuming that the women were alive at, while the robot was. Uh, in existence was the separate vibes not a thing that was remade like in the 80s from something from the 60s i think it was 60s and then like early 2000s every 20 yeah. years <laughs> there was definitely like was a new Sunspots. in color stepford wives thing when, when we locusts. were kids yeah yeah locusts come every i don't remember that i was too busy years. banging my robot clone. No, seven okay. and eleven it was somehow a robot, robot and a clone oh robot i thought he said his robot phone robot clown robot my droid thumb. i was too busy having sex with my droid <laughs> droid does it is a bare-knuckled bucket of does, is the droid. Um, which is good, because after you come, you have a bucket right there. Sure. That's unfortunate. That was the, that was the tagline <laughs> for droid when it started. A bare-knuckled bucket of does. Huh. I was like, how... So most buckets have, like, gloves on their <laughs> knuckles? There are knuckles on your buckets? Bucket knuckles? Are we dealing with bucket knuckles? Do That's I really like enjoy knuckle. saying bucket, bucket knuckles? Bucket knuckles. I do. That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Bucket knuckles. Come uh, on, you guys. You're a bunch of bifurcated <laughs> bucket knuckles. Anyway, should we keep doing the LARP? Uh, you mean like in future years? Yeah. It needs yeah, to be shorter. I I, I'm going to keep just saying. can't make it any shorter. Yeah, we, but we could probably could. We well, we could give people no adventures. We could give people no adventures. We could also have 24 people instead of 30. We could have like no shorter. people. <laughs> yeah. like two guys. Or we could run it. This is one of the things we've been talking about before was having it going on in the background of some other event where like, you know, it's just the having the space, the space is the problem is, is definitely the trickiest part. Mm -hmm. We need to buy a Bed Bath and Beyond. There you think? Go. Yeah, I think one of those big department stores would would be really well suited. We could get, you know, maybe 50 rooms in there. Yeah. And then we could run what? Just copies of all the rooms. 200 people simultaneous. We could paint the walls with KOL backdrops. Which would just be like a line across at about waist level. That's the well, that's horizon. what they do with with some of the convention LARPs is that they've got a huge string of rooms, like a Bed Bath and Beyond, like a Bed Bath and Beyond. And uh, instead of it being that you're you're dealing with a new person in each room, you've got one ref that takes you through room by right. room. Yeah, so. and then there's like different challenges in each yeah. room and stuff. So yeah. something like that could work. Yep. And those and those charge like fifty bucks each. Yeah, they do. And, that's, and they and that's sell like, out a year in advance. And they're like forty minutes long or an hour long or something. Mm -hmm. They're not that long. They're not like twelve hours long like ours. Yeah. Ours was five hours last year. It, it was, was really it was long the hours. first year. It's it started though. It started like ten o'clock. Well, and it was for at us, seven. how was that five hours? It was for us because we, we had to set up for two set hours. up and take it down. But, and the dudes were there when I got there. The well, we were there. We're dudes. But I we mean, were dudes that civilian dudes. <laughs> Yeah, but they weren't playing. They started they playing around. I feel like they started around ten, no. and they finished around seven. No, yeah, and actually, like so. and even like saying even saying that the LARP was five or six hours long, that's ignoring the fact that there was one group that took over an hour. Like the the entire rest of the LARP was done and waiting for one other group to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely like end up with that like minutes. ninety ten problem where one one or two of the groups spends 
forever, and we we need to address that issue. Hammers. <laughs> That's the solution. Yeah. Hammers. Hammers yeah. and bucket nuts. Like right, the refs right are just there. allowed to throw hammers at whoever they want. Yep. Right, to, can right you throw like five thousand hammers at once, like a hammer brother? Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah. I wish I could do that. I don't it's think like hammer shotgun. Hammers. I wish I had that many hammers. It's kind of a lot of hammers. Did you say? There's a lot of hammers. You could have a hammer. big, yeah. <laughs> you could, you could have, you have like a big golf bag or something full of hammers. But you need like something. Like you need a bunch of arms. Yeah, catapult. Mm, a trebuchet. Pendle cakes. <laughs> pendle cakes. You need a pillowcase. Oh, a pillowcase. Yes. Yeah, not like hammers. a pendle cakes. Yes. I'm a, could you bake me a pendle cake with fifty hammers in it and a spring for each hammer? I could if you tell me what a pendle cake is. <laughs> oh, it's like a cake that has fifty hammers in it and a spring for each hammer. Oh well, then yes. And and then a crank that you turn that launches the hammers out of the pendle cake. Oddly enough, I have one right here. <laughs> cool. Do you think? Uh, do you think it's like baking confections with uh, metal implements in them makes the confections harder to bake? I don't Only know. Only if you're using a microwave. Ask those mm-hmm. prison guys. Well, it's like a heat, you sink, know, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be harder to get the batter up to. Hey, we could try. We've got a, a box full of bailing wire scraps over there. We could make muffins with it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, when you come to the barbecue for the LARP, don't, uh, don't, don't, eat, the don't eat the muffins. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you put a metal skewer through a baked potato, it bakes faster. Oh yeah. yeah? Yes, because yeah. it conducts. Because the metal, yeah. the metal skewer heats up and mm-hmm. allows heat a, to spread to the inside of the pickle. Through a pickle, you can make it light up. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. No, that's only you, if you plug. Yeah, you have to uh, plug it in. Well, yeah, you have to you have to plug it in. But why does it need to be in the oven? That doesn't have anything to. The first step is is impaling it. Well, you you just I'm not talking about the oven. I'm just talking about. You don't want a piece of metal going all the way through the pickle. Yeah, you don't. It would just you have you have two forks attached to the two to the two well i always do two parallel prongs going in one end oh no no you do two forks on either end like a you can do it both way it worked good all right he saw it it lit up (laughs) yeah and it wasn't just the lsd i got it i got an a in on a on a science class project for that really before he burned the school burning the school down (laughs) yeah with a pickle (laughs) it smells great too let me tell you cooked pickle would be pretty dish have you ever uh, have you ever taken a, a toaster Dish-licious. and put uh, some pop tarts in there and then taped the handle down? Oh, no, I, I've totally never had a toaster. Yeah. I wanted to into destroy them. They are, I've seen the they are super yeah. flammable. Yeah, they go up. It's yeah. like four foot flames. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's pretty if you, great. If you put Strawberry it upside down flames. on the bottom of a rocket, you just go to the moon. <laughs> You, that's, well, that's, what you do is that's you, how get that a, cat works. you get a cardboard box you need to be and careful. write rocket on the side of it <laughs> yeah, and then put four toasters on the bottom upside down with mm-hmm. Pop-Tarts in them and the handles taped down. You got to be careful. Guys, because I know what my new Minecraft project is. <laughs> the, the Pop-Tarts are going to fall right out no, due to you gravity. glue them in. Yeah, you glue them you in and you get a really them. long extension cord. The glue will like melt. Like when it goes to the moon. Oh, and then you have a couple pickles on the front for your headlights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that we could make an extension cord that reached the moon? Like the five of us? Carbon, or, no, I think carbon we as fiber. A, I mean, we as a species. I would hope that we as the dominant species on the planet should be should have the wherewithal to do that. Yeah, but I'm saying, is there enough copper on Earth to string a copper wire from here to the moon? Surely there is. <sighs> Something that actually an, conducted meaningful charge, I think, would be tricky. And also well, the fact the, that the, the moon length, moves the, the big problem yeah, in would, relation would to the ground with it like, so fast. No, the moon is geosynchronous. Would, would, would you have to we worry about the, the weight of the cable dragging the moon into the planet? No, you, no. Making the cable, I think, would be fine. Being able to make one that was usable would be problematic. Yeah. Well, no, you plug amount, it into the moon, which is an unlimited source of source electricity. Of yeah. Yeah. It glows. It's lit up all yeah, the time. I'm not arguing with you. It makes perfect sense. So then what you've got is an extension cord dangling from the moon that's powered. 
you plug it into the moon, the moon has the dick bit, right? Mm-hmm. You have the vagina uh, <laughs> yeah. that's right above the surface of the earth, just whirling around it. So anytime you want some electricity, you just wait for it to swing past you and plug the thing in <laughs> that you, you want to use. Also, if you if you want to move real fast from one place to another while yeah. you're charging Whee! whatever you're doing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. You I plug mean, in your iPhone, you hold on tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Super wait a couple times, it drops you back off at your house again. You could actually charge people. It's like 28 a, days later. Ride. <laughs> but everybody's zombies. <laughs> it, how fast... How fast if okay, so if there was a string that was <laughs> yeah. going straight I don't think it would be going that fast, actually. I think you, you would be able to On the surface of the planet on the it, surface of the earth. Yeah. The point of the earth that is closest to the moon, I guess the earth is spinning really fast. Yes it is. Okay. So the outside surface is a thousand miles an hour. Moving at a thousand miles an hour. Okay. So yeah. never mind. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> um if it was just the moon, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. Because it, it moves around the it would move oh, if it just if it was just the moon's rotation. Yeah, if it was just or, the moon's orbit, rotation, it would move like a thousand miles a day, right? Like, because it's like twenty-eight days to go twenty-five thousand miles on sure, the surface. Sure. So it'd move like a thousand miles a day, which yeah. is what, like, four miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. What? Six. Four and a half. Four point seven seven seven. Repeating. Fifty. Fifty miles an hour. Yeah. Is it fifty? Cool. Oh, I can drive faster than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can catch up. You can keep up with it. Yeah. You just go along and you oh, plug dear. your car. Like you plug your car stereo yeah. into it. You can get great reception. Uh, yeah. I got a. How far away is the moon? Uh, like twenty feet. Yeah. It's really it. close. You can see yeah, it. It's right like a basketball there. size, right? Yeah. Same size as the sun, right? So it's 90, yeah. ninety-three miles. <laughs> ninety-three miles. Uh, all right. This has been your your uh, weekly astronomy lesson. <laughs> Just think about uh, the things you've Science learned. Friday. I'm Ira Flato, and I'm Ira Glass. Ira Flato is a terrible host. And we're what? all done. He is a terrible host. You you start. You've been. You were listening to the Science Friday podcast, and then you For just like decided six months. Fuck this. Ira Flato is a douche. He's he asks terrible questions. He doesn't actually listen to his guests a lot of the time. He's he steps on what they're saying a lot. He's just a terrible host. Does it bother you when he steps on things? It does something? a little bit. Does it? Yeah. No, man, it wasn't fast enough. <laughs> is he better or worse than Dana Plato? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know who Dana Plato is. She's the uh, girl from Different Strokes. Oh, okay. Did he ever get uh, involved in like prostitution to support his crack habit? Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's what Dana Plato. Did he ever wash his hair in a copper bowl and turn it green? Mm-hmm. What? Huh. There was an episode. Or was that? Or was that strokes. Dana Delaney? <laughs> Or was that Delano Roosevelt? <laughs> or Dom DeLuise? Dana Scully. Oh, or Dom Dylan, DeLuise, yeah. Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney. Who's that guy that looks exactly like Dom DeLuise, except he's a chef? Paul, Paul Prudhomme? Yes, yeah. yes. He's uh, a Rob PP Reiner. name, not a DD name. He's a what? He's a PP name. Bretodo, not a Bretodo. <laughs> Uh, he's a PP name. PP. That, that's very juvenile. <laughs> but, but it's true. All right, uh, how about some Kingdom of Loathing questions? Uh, I don't know. I think we're doing great. Yeah, yeah that's pretty entertaining. Uh, will there be a podcast this week? No. Not to speak of. Turns <laughs> out. Depends on your definition of podcast. If so, hey, let's ask some questions. Gotta say, love the new item of the month. Question about the bombs. It's clear that some of them, Holy Bomb, Batman, for that was a placeholder name that I accidentally <laughs> left in there. That was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Uh, 420 bomb, etc. have special results on certain types of monsters, but do all of them? Uh, we had forgotten to make the box of hammers combat usable, so mm. it does. Uh, do any of the others? Yeah, the booze bomb. Some of them you might have a hard time finding the monsters. Wait, that really? They work. Yeah. 
I didn't think we did that good of a job of filling in that gap. The booze bomb is supposed to kill orcs. The bo the box. I mean, the box of hammers is kind of tricky to find. Like it, you have to. It's a pretty specific set of things. Yeah, but there's a lot of them. I feel sure. like we need to add more recipes because all the combinations I tried that seemed to me like they should do things and didn't. Yeah, well, where like, were you when we were writing down the names? That you, your stuff. your list was your list was all like, oh, this does X. It was all gameplay effects and no ideas. Well, that's the <laughs> so <laughs> you you asked me to write a big old system. I ended up some, systemizing and not creativizing. If you got some, if you got ideas, write them down. Oh, Although you, you know, this is like one of the most popular items of the month ever. I don't think we need to add a whole bunch of shit to it. We could add a bunch of flavored things that weren't yeah. powerful That's at all. All we did was add flavor things to it that weren't powerful. That's some powerful things. Man, this is... Also, there was this weird system beforehand. That the system that uh, all the numbers were balanced for uh, <laughs> was one where <laughs> on your first tome summon of the day, you got to use five of the glyphs at random. Mm -hmm. And then on the second summon of the day, whether it was that tome or not you got to use the other five. And then on the third summon, you got to use five of them at random. And it was just random. So you could never get, like, all of the things that were just, like, AAA, like the same glyph three times, you could, you were either going to get one or two of them per day, but not three. But C.D. Moyer misunderstood. All right, so I wrote instructions that were short enough to read, but <laughs> not long enough to be unambiguous. There's uh that's all right. Mr. Scullet is the only one of us that can actually read and will actually read. We all have this problem where yeah. if we write something down that is long enough to be unambiguous, then people just don't read it. And if it's short enough for somebody to read, then they will interpret everything in whatever the wrong way to interpret it is. See, and I'm the only ambiguous. one that doesn't have an iPhone, and I think that that... <laughs> you think that's it? Yeah, I think that's it. You've got an iPod Touch, though. You're getting close. I read books, man. Yeah. Yeah, but I read books on my iPod Touch. Uh, I don't play you no know, Angry I play, Birds. I play tower defense games that sometimes take upwards of a minute and a half to finish a level. <laughs> All right. Well, most of my levels of tower defense games last that long, too, but it's not because they're short. It's because I'm terrible at them. All right. Um, anyway, but so C.D. Moyer did not... So you were supposed to be able to look at the glyphs, decide whether you wanted to use the clip art tome or one of your other tomes for that charge, and then go back to it the second time to get the remaining glyphs. But that was complicated, and it wasn't actually coded the way that I wanted it to be coded. And at the end, and it would have we been like, swingy. Yeah, we were worried about the we were worried about the swing. And at the point where CD Moyer and I were the only people there, we were like, wait a minute, which was like an hour and a half before. Yeah, it was like it yeah, when we were finishing it, like an hour before it rolled out, we were like, wait a minute, both of us just wanted all of these things to be available all the time fuck it, let's just make it like that. <laughs> and then it's like, ah, oh, sweet. So we've taken this thing that we were already super worried was like so overpowered that it just breaks the game from now on. Yeah. Let's make it better. Let's just, let's just full on power boost that thing. Yeah. Are Mr. A's still a bazillion meat? I don't know, man. I don't look at that mall shit. Donations have been good, so I assume that they probably are. Although, why does the price go up? I mean, I guess that people get more of them when the price goes up, right? Like, there's like a weird supply-demand lag. Yeah, well, I mean, there. so the the price of Mr. A's goes up when the number of Mr. A's goes down or the amount of meat in the, in the economy goes up. But so. why did either of those things happen? Like, well, the price of Mr. A's has gone up because of increased demand. So, so you, a bunch of people <clears throat> got Mr. A's and bought the item of the month with them and took them out of the economy. So the, so the supply of Mr. A's in the economy went down. 
So okay. then people donate okay. to get more Mr. A's, which then drives the price back. So what's back weird down. is that the supply, because Mr. A's are spent, the supply of Mr. A's goes down whether there is an extremely unpopular item of the month or an extremely popular item of the month. Mm. That seems like a weird, like, how how is it possible that that's true? Right? Like, in general, the the less donations we get, the more Mr. A costs. The more donations we get, the more Mr. A costs. I mean, I, I think it is. I think I think it is driven the other way. I think as the price of Mr. A rises, you get more donations because you can get more for bang for your buck, kinda. The, like, the the reason people are donating is because the item of the month is really particularly popular. So there's there's a bunch taken out of the economy, and people are also donating a bunch to get st- some more stuff. Did you did you look at that uh, thread that Royal Tonberry posted? I haven't yet. Um, so like I he, often when I see a thread that has Royal Tonberry's <laughs> name on it, I <laughs> so he he did a bunch of data it. mining and like just had made a bunch of big graphs about like you know a number of accounts and stuff like that. And I I meant to post in there, um, but just have been so busy. Um, there's there's right now way more accounts going inactive than accounts being created and have been for the past year or so but like the the important thing that i think all of them are overlooking is uh, i mean i didn't read the whole thread but um is that like i think the average number of accounts per player is like three or four you know so it's it like until the number of accounts going inactive is more than like three or four times it's not i I don't think it's we're actually losing people i think a pretty typical arc of somebody playing this game is that they play they run out of turns, they make another account, they play that till it runs out of turns, they make another account, they play that till it runs out of turns, and then after they get good at the game, they realize, wait, really playing one of these accounts takes up yeah. ten yeah. times as much time mm-hmm. as playing these four that I made, and so they're multi-language. The fact that, it, that the data seem to indicate that we get more people coming back to play again on the second day, like three or four times as many as World of Warcraft does... Mm-hmm. That, that was pretty impressive to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did he do that? Did he graph, like, creation day versus last login day or he something? He did a bunch of statistical were, analysis. Yeah, I don't know if there were graphs. I mean, I guess he could look at, he could see from looking at everybody's profile whether or not their last played was the same as their account created day. Yeah. And know how far away that was. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say that I approve of his methods or his attitude. <laughs> <laughs> you know he, he unfortunately we he like started messaging me like right after i had left for the backpacking trip but he like was like hey this is what i'm doing let me know if this is too much you know s- server strain or whatever yeah so he was he was trying to be communicating trying to be in communication with me but like literally while i was like yeah not in near a computer for 12 days and i mean you know whatever like it's not yeah and it was fine and you know and the fact that he like archived the data so that nobody ever, ever has to, to do it, it again mm-hmm. so you know, like th- this is very similar to a script that I ran when I first started playing the game. When there were four hundred players. Well, no, when there were still a dirty but a hundred thousand. The game was running on an Atari ST. That's true. <laughs> so. uh, Sako says, "So yeah, I just kind of finished hardcore perming every skill available in the game. Where's my cardboard crown or lousy T-shirt? They're in the store of loathing. You can buy one. I guess it's time to uh, install more skills. Yeah, we got tons of lousy T-shirts in the store of loathing." <laughs> uh. At least I think they're lousy. I saw a guy at Dragon Con wearing a Bone Star shirt. Nice. I was oh, like, yay, Bone Star shirt. Fuck. Bone Star shirt. <laughs> I thought it was great uh, just walking through the con. Some dude saw your bugbear shirt and went, all right, dude, Kingdom of Loathing. I like those guys. And just took off walking before I could say, hey, you know that guy? He makes Kingdom of yeah, Loathing. Thank God. Because I enjoy embarrassing <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, you sure do. About your fucking... 
my about your fucking work. <laughs> I I like wearing the shirts in public and then having people comment on like how they like Kingdom of Loathing and then just being like, yeah, it's a cool game, and then not saying anything. Yeah, I always go, yeah, I work for those guys. It's a great uh, game. No, because there's no problem with working for something that you're proud of. That's there's, your life's work. There's not, and there's not any like I'm totally proud of it, and I don't like the the fact that I don't want to just randomly talk to dudes about it when I'm walking from one thing that I'm interested in to some other thing that I'm interested in doesn't mean that I'm not proud of it. it Is it because you I don't can't like talk while you walk? But it, it would be like, interesting like to that to guy dudes. to go, oh, that was Jake. And it doesn't necessarily mean, like, you can you, you can be at least as cool as Nicholas Brendan and give the guy a high five as you walk by. It's like, yeah, thanks. I yeah, but, developed that but game. But you know, and keep walking. Like, but if you were like, "Hey, high five, bro! I like your Buffy the Vampire Slayer shirt," and there's like, "Well, actually, I was on the show. Do you want to maybe hang out later?" <laughs> no, that's not it. Like, <laughs> at all. But, but it is do, like that. No, like, it's just like, "Do you want to make out later?" Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's it's, what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, whenever somebody sees my shirt and, and recognizes it, I go, "Yeah, I work for those guys," and they go, "Oh, what do you do for that?" And so I got to do some writing for it. That's cool, and that's as long as that conversation has to be. But it's a slightly cooler and longer conversation than I like that shirt. I like it too. That's why it's on my torso. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think you know Me my too, faggot. My like ego was like you at Max FunCon. We're like <laughs> talking to a dude who's told you his whole business. Like, what do you do? And you're like, eh, it's not important. <laughs> Just like that. In, eh, it's not important. In twenty so, years, like hot stuff. Or I have to go. Actually. That is true. I do. I do have to to eat. I do have to promote (laughs) you a little bit. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, it's fine for you guys to say that. But it's like, oh, I, I employ like a. I'm a captain of industry. (laughs) (laughs) I work. I. You didn't this game called Kingdom of Loathing and. You Most did that. Of the time like, yeah, okay. You introduced yourself at the panels and got like people to cheer when you said "Kingdom of Loathing," and you also went to a talk by Richard Garrett that I saw where he talked about like what he did, and he didn't sound like an asshole for saying. I sold a bunch of games and made a bunch of money. Was Lord and British pooped in space? Who he was? <clears throat> he, yeah, he, he pooped. He told a story about pooping in space. Yeah. I don't cool, have right? a story about pooping in space. But you yeah, have a lot of stories about pooping. You have a story about <laughs> pooping like in an alley. <laughs> Kirsty alley. <laughs> she loved it. Were you, out. were you immersed in <laughs> that, that, that used to be food Valley. and she was all gimme but uh, uh, I, th- I think my God. I think my KOL ego was like suitably put in place this weekend when uh, we had a, a giant KOL party and there were like maybe 300 people there and then the cops came in and took away the alcohol and like 200 people left and I was like <laughs> 280 uh, people yeah okay we well, yeah, but, up, yeah. by the end of that night we had like 20 people yeah but, but god damn it those 20 people were having fun that is true and that's what it's all about. I get, I get why yeah, it bothers really you important. that I seem to be ashamed of what, <laughs> but I'm not. I am not ashamed of what I do. It's He's ashamed just of that no. You, it's I don't pick I, up the shame so much as just like when you're talking with somebody about what they do for a living, they're bouncing a ball to you when they ask you what you do, and if you go. It's not important. You just drop that ball, and that's it. Makes I, for a way more awkward conversation than if you would just be it, like, I, "I work on this computer game." I know that, but it's not. I just say I make video games for a living, which is generic enough that people are like, right, that's which awesome. I, w- right, but it's not, right? Because then they always ask, and then I have to tell the story, and it's fucking complicated. Like, it, it is <laughs> It is during those conversations that I wish I was a fucking plumber, so I could say, <laughs> I'm a plumber. And then that's it. That's the end of the conversation. Here, let me show words. you my ass crack. It is three words. <laughs> instead of questions is there going to be? In it's, that? But enough, enough that I have to start describing myself as somebody who has accomplished something, and I don't like doing that. Right. It's not like 
it... But that is the goal of that kind of conversation. They have just told you what their accomplishments are. Now they're asking you. Yeah, they they train alpacas for a living. Yeah, it, and it doesn't matter what the fuck you've done. Like you yeah. like Alpacino. Yeah, I wrote some fanfic that William Shatner jacked off to. Like, <laughs> you should be proud thing. of that, though, Scully. There are follow up <laughs> questions to that, and if they ask you follow up questions, they're asking how do you know he jacked in, like, off to it? Like when I sat down on the plane today. Some guy was also flying to Phoenix, and he was on business. He said, what are you like? I have a going to a convention for my work. He said, oh, what do you do? I work on this video game called Kingdom of Loathing. Didn't expect him to have heard of it, and he hadn't. And it's, you know, this kind of role-playing game. I write jokes for it, and it's been my day job for a long time. And he said, oh, how, how did you get into that gig? I said, I hung out at the nerd table because you know one of those guys is going to have a great idea. Then you just have to ride their coattails. <laughs> that was the entire, you know, incredibly awkward, self-aggrandizing conversation. Five minutes and then, you know, the rest of our flight was spent in the warm camaraderie of both of us having talked about the shit that we do for a living. Because that's what normal people do when they hang out. I guess. I'm not You should get like a second job person. like working at Denny's. So like, yeah, what do you I should. Do? I work at You're Denny's. Like, I work at Denny's. It's not really important. <laughs> I, I will never forget that soundbite is so fresh in my head. Just like, yeah, it's not really important. Because then, like, like Roy and Kevin and I had to be like, well, actually, he's not. He's not like. That's why us. I don't like talking to people when there's other people around. Is yeah, one thing because you, like you feel that, like you're being used judged. To that shit, and you can talk about what you do for a living like a normal fucking. Person. Nobody knows a goddamn thing about video games, and so okay. it is. It, so like. S- fucking seriously, this is what happens most of the time when I say I work on video games. Oh, like like Madden 2K11, like yeah, a game like that. Yes. So don't say that. That's so what I do. I like I work. I made a website called Kingdom of. Somebody Loving. who says what do you do does not want a forty word answer, and forty words is not enough to actually articulate. I think if you I work on an online game called Kingdom of Loathing. That's ten. If they want to know more about it, then they can ask you. If they don't, they can just not. They can go, Saying, oh, right on. I work on an online game called Kingdom of Loathing is the equivalent. So if you tell somebody about your project that they've never heard of, you either have to then do a second sentence about its significance, or they're going to assume, yeah, I'm in this band that you haven't heard of. I'm a, I'm a douchebag jack-off who, at the drop of a hat, will plug my fucking band with Kingdom of Loathing has the worst name of any video game. That's that's a thing, right? Like sure. we can all agree that Kingdom of Loathing is a terrible name and a is for a video game. <laughs> but Quap means something. Kingdom of Loathing is literally a random dictionary word that I selected when well, so I was does, so it was Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Maybe we should just change the name to Columbo 2K11. But Metal Gear Solid is a game that people have heard of, right? So if you say, I work on video games, and they know anything about video games, they've probably heard of the video game. If they know anything about video games, they've probably heard of Kingdom of Loathing. But that's not true. It is never, ever true. But if they haven't, then the conversation branches one of two ways. Either they go, oh, he does this project I haven't heard of, or, yeah, I wonder what it is, or, oh, he does this project I haven't heard of. Well, that's okay. I haven't heard of a lot of shit. Like, I really doubt there's anybody like, oh, he's doing some project that I haven't heard of. Like, no answer that you can give them is going to sound as goofy and affected as, 
Yeah, it's not really important. Yeah. So okay, I was on a flight a couple oh, years ago. Come on, man. Talking to a lady, and she worked for like a flooring company, and like she was kind of embarrassed about talking about it or whatever. But I had just read a book that had like a whole chapter about flooring, <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? Like you know, like these guys? And she's like, yeah. And so then and we I like think, had like an hour long okay, conversation so, so about I like think flooring you are products. One out of a thousand fucking people that she's said that to, Which and is, to the point to where she just hates fucking talking about what she does. But. Like, it, some people are interesting and like you know if it if it doesn't go over it doesn't go over and then you talk about Madden you know for, like, for what it's worth I am deeply ashamed of my response to that guy's question like cool. that's still a thing that I look back on I'm thank glad. you thank you for, for bringing it up now it, everybody because, asking because it is it is like suddenly there are all these fucking spotlights trained on me right when somebody has just dumped a bucket of sheep's blood on me from the rafters <laughs> because I menstruated in front of them by accident a week earlier right oh God, like, please don't explain my head <laughs> and and i fucking panicked right? like i do whenever somebody wants to know anything about me because who fucking cares is the question why did right? you like, ask that guy what he was doing for a living I, because i wanted to know what that guy did for a living okay it's why like are they asking conversation you is the thing that fucking people do okay so why are they asking you i don't know man. because the same reason that you ask them because that's what you do in society like if you had a crippling personality disorder where every time somebody said hey man what's up you curled up in the fetal position and cried. I I would be remiss in my duty as a friend to not try and get you over that shit. And it's the same thing. Like this is a normal thing that keeps coming up in conversation and it would behoove it, you to right. have a It is a normal it is a normal thing that comes up in conversation, but we do not have normal jobs. We do not have jobs Which, that people find that interesting. Yeah, most people have any kind of reference. Most people okay, but they most find people it find it really interesting, yeah. So I I think you know, I think you can have some good conversations where you sort of explain to them what's going on. And you know, if you don't like the idea of telling them, well, yeah, I get to set my own schedule and I get to work from all over the world because I work on the internet and I, you know, like all these things which are pretty enviable and, and interesting, then sure. Cause like, but if you, you don't, don't want to brag, then you don't got to brag. But like, but I mean, know, that's like, the thing. There is no way, there is no way for me to literally describe my job to a normal person without it sounding like I am bragging about fucking that, nonsense. That I can understand. And like that's something that I do. That. Like I hate, I love talking about what I do, but I hate talking to most people about what I do for a living because all they want to talk about is like, oh, who did you meet? Like, what are they like? You know, who's a big jerk? And who right, what does Alan Rickman's penis <laughs> taste like in real life? <laughs> but uh, for anyone who doesn't, I work in the film industry, but yeah, like it, it drives me crazy because what people want to talk to with what people when want to talk to When you say that, about, everyone is just assuming porn. Yeah. By well, because it is, it's porn. Especially yeah. with the new facial hair. Yeah. You like this? <laughs> yeah. Is it sexy? V for vendetta. <laughs> v for a vagina. V for a vagina that I don't have, you fucker. <laughs> My girlfriend today remarked that it's funny that you and Dave both grew facial hair after being mistaken for a woman. And I was like, I is was mistaken you... for a woman like a year ago. Yeah. And I grew, this is not like well, a direct like, this wasn't. this wasn't really. I was just yeah. saying that to be Oh, funny. really? Yeah. Oh, okay. But, yeah. And from behind, you could still be mistaken for a woman. Sure. A very I'm counting on it. wide woman. <laughs> Ah, well. Ooh, baby, baby, you're a wild girl. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry wild, that I embarrass woman. you by being embarrassed it embar myself when we're... Uh, when no, we're I'm, I'm not embarrassed by you. I am chagrined on your behalf that you don't feel comfortable discussing your work. It well, is I'm just, It is I'm the duty of your friends to razz you about the stuff that is within your power to change. Yeah, you but know, the, like how you're always making fun of me for being fat and gay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be less fat and less gay. That was nightmare, ladies that and gentlemen. Me, yeah. 
Like, uh, are we going to make a list of all the people you make fun of for being <laughs> fat and gay? Well, yeah, you make fun of me for being thin and gay. So, it's true. So because really, thin and gay. You can never be too <laughs> thin or too gay. That's what I say. Hot stuff. Oh, he certainly can't. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dars says, how happy are you that hardcore fisting is now a part of the game? Oh, pretty happy, I guess. What are your favorite items from the Tome of Clip Art? Uh, I don't remember. The, the, the Bobcat bomb is, That's pretty good. is has the funniest, like, uh, several other people have mentioned it as it well, and s- it is. It- it, it was. Okay. I laughed out loud, and other people have me, as well. It makes me a little sad that that's like the funniest thing because it's like, oh, here's just this thing that I stole. I well, thought, thing but it's and, it's referential, but it and, like it it so precisely hits the point that it is great. comparing yourself to the box of hammers. I thought was really funny. Yeah, that was Scully. Was it? Uh, yeah. Nice one. Uh, what items? Did, like, there was a reason that I switched from donut to. I like Danish. I like my joke about Danish cunning, that you know, uh, you know uh, the difference between a hawk and a handsaw, and which one that you should steal, is it because Hamlet, you know, was a <laughs> yeah, was this a Dane, a yeah, was a Dane, and we're you know, on the same so page. That's the thing. It's gonna be funny to somebody who is familiar with Hamlet <laughs> and knows. Are, that you, can... are you comfortable if somebody asks you what that joke means? Explain <laughs> to the. <laughs> It's just going to lead to an incredibly awkward conversation. But but it's not. It's because that's the kind of thing that it would just seem weird if you don't know what it's about. But it's going to be funny, I think, if you're a person who's familiar with Hamlet and that line in Hamlet that I like a lot. And every time I hear the word hawk or handsaw, I think of that. And that happens a lot. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you have that copy of Hudson Hawk that you've, <laughs> right. you've modified. So every time, instead of saying Hudson, it says handsaw. <laughs> And also your dictionary that just goes from H-A to H-B yeah. that you keep reading obsessively. Yeah, all, the, all the words that start with H-B don't take up a lot of space in that dictionary. They're so. all written in pencil. Uh, I don't remember what my... I don't even remember what the other items are. The, the I like last, the halos. The last month yeah, has been those a are fun. fucking blur. Because you were walking so fast around the mountain. Yeah, I was he was, walking, he was really, riding was that chasing, extension chasing, cord. Chasing extension yeah. cord. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got to uh, see a lot of pictures of the Earth from space. Yeah, we did. We got to see video of Richard Garriott pooping in a tube. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, man. I wish he had taken. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> that we got to watch the world's only science fiction movie filmed in space, which technically also the world's the worst, worst science, science fiction, fiction movie. movie. <laughs> Because um, it's not fictional. <laughs> they're not allowed, like, I guess he's not, because it shows NASA dudes, he's not allowed to show it to anyone except oh. family and friends. And then he was like, we're all friends in this room, right? And then, <laughs> played, and then played it for us. But man, was it bad. Yeah. You get, like, some astronauts and ask them to read some lines and boy. I, boy especially is, boy is especially actor a job. Cosmonauts who don't speak out. much English. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, there's a story about a stowaway. And some aliens that never quite materialized. Um, it was good. He did some card tricks in space. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Bought a lot of uh, bought a lot of LED light bulbs and then regretted it. That was a story <laughs> from Richard Garriott. This, this is the kind, this is the kind of dynamic, interesting conversations that we're having, uh, so that the rest of you don't have to. Did you end up talking with him about any sort of like game mechanical stuff? Almost all. Almost yeah. our entire conversation was about video games. Yeah. No. He's Go the one on. person that you can say what you do for a living. <laughs> yeah, he understands it. I'm a fucking astronaut, is what yeah. he says. 
He's he's space done. astronaut. He's now. done with that. Uh, <clears throat> Corruptor of Souls says, "What were your biggest concerns with the clip art tome? Were there any ideas you initially had that you later took out because they seemed too power creepy? No, <laughs> no, there were some ideas that we tripled in power because they seemed too powerful." Um. I had uh, I had a bunch of ideas that didn't make it in. Uh, there was a whole class of curse items that just would have required too much time. To yeah, the, there yeah, was. My system had an entire like subset of the language was curse items. Yeah. Yep, mine were really formulaic. Mine had thumbs too. I missed yeah, the thumbs because the there was thumbs, fun stuff. A on lot that. of the thumbs were good. The 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 his cool was a thumbs up instead of a, a snowflake, oh, which was which okay. then meant a bunch of other stuff. You had you had a symbol that was awesome, yeah. which would have been like the awesome and the thumbs up were used in kind of the same the right. same ways in both of those things. I mean this the, this huh. is one of those things that if we had had six months to think about it we would have spent six months not doing anything right because there, there <laughs> well, were enough, we would have ended up with like 90 clips and there were enough good ways items. good ways to do this but yeah the the potion of this guy yeah the two <laughs> thumbs up two thumbs potion up thumb beer. thumb yeah nice. uh, which what like if you put a hammer in front of a thumb it would give you an effect that makes monsters stick out like a sore thumb huh that kind of thing there was the one that the potion of the fawns which was like thumbs up and it was potion, thumbs up, and jukebox. Something like that. Well, it was, it was like, like gave you extra damage for every A in your equipment. Yeah. Name. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was not systematic at all, Riff. <clears throat> um, Hot Stuffs was just five elements, and yeah. every combination yielded something. Yeah, I had I had um, thirty five. So you, you went for a very things. you went for a very encapsulated, balanced ish thing. Um, I just wanted silly man. I know, because I was th- I was gonna have it do just like the other tomes, where it summoned three things, and you got three pieces of clip art that were items. Yeah, that were all of the time that we should have spent balancing the stuff that you could make with it in the first place, we spent agonizing about how it was gonna work, and then Scully was finally like, "Let's just make this thing, and then decide how it works at the last minute, <laughs> uh, so that <laughs> like we, we can always actually, do, so that we can actually get something done." We're like, "Okay," and that it worked out pretty well. I felt, uh, yeah, I think it, it did. It, it made it happen. Yeah, yeah. That, that was and that was the important thing. I mean, we, we had one of those, like, maybe we should just do something simpler for this item of the month instead of doing this because this is hard. And then I was like, wait a minute. Stop whining, you <laughs> pussy. Do your job. What is your job again? Maybe you could, like, sit on the board of a charity as well. Like do some volunteer work or Sit something. On a and chair say, for a... What do you do? And you could say, "Well, I currently am helping children with no eyes learn how to braid." So, and then you know, <laughs> how then to play braid? That's important. Do you remember? So at at Max Funcon two years ago, I met somebody who was working at the National Ignition Facility, mm-hmm. and I thought that was so awesome that I actually we actually went there and saw the giant yes. lasers and stuff like that. And the whole time, he had no idea what we did because he was a, he was an avid KOL player. Because we he, we That's just never lame. told him what we did, ever. And he found out by accident this past year, a <laughs> year later. Right. Yeah. So he, like, After we had met him at Max Funcon and yeah. then gone on a tour of his facility yeah. later, yeah, he realized that we were the KOL people. Yeah. At so, the next Max Funcon, yes, the, is when he is when he was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know you guys were because I think because Scully told him. Yes. <laughs> um, well, that was like. 
I knew Riff and KOL for probably about a month or so before I realized yeah, yeah. that he was actually yeah. the Riff that I knew in real life who was over my house all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a weird uh and it was in when we too. discovered like, that. Yeah. You know, I should be more like John Romero. <laughs> Do you guys have any cupcakes? <laughs> we got some, but we I can't some, recommend them because they got, got muffins inside them. You should be more like George Romero. Then when people ask what you do, you can say, I make movies about zombies. I yeah. invented the zombies. Yeah. See, it, it's like when I'm with you and you're like, uh, you know, I teach blind kids how to braid. I can be like, <laughs> well, you know, we're, we work at this company that makes this thing and it can be totally groovy and hip and cool. But I can't be around all the time. I, I need to put like a little bit of me inside you. I, <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> okay. Uh, and creepy. then after that, I need to like make it so that you can somehow hear my voice in your you head. Just make sure. a little soundboard app for. If me. we had more than one game, I would feel more comfortable saying I make video games because then when somebody says what video games, I wouldn't have to say, "Well, really, just, there's just one video game." And you that's always the hardest part. So you don't but, start with. I but make I made video a ton games. of money. Like, you want to see my big house? It's awesome. You, you start. With, I got Zybots. <laughs> I work on this game that's called I, Kingdom of Loathing. I work on this game called Kingdom of Loathing. I don't understand how you guys manage to make it through your day uh, without just being crippled by shame at all your accomplishments. Uh, because <laughs> that is pretty much the only thing that actually... That, that is what powers my limbs. When, when I can't reach that extension cord, the thing that actually gets my arms moving to like pick up a glass of water for me to drink it so I don't die is just shame. It's just, I, I, am just, I am just like a, a lich... That is animated not by curdled magic, but by shame at the good things that I have done with you my You have some life. sort of shame phylactery or something? Yeah. yeah. I do. Huh. Dude, I went to see shame phylactery at the... Was it good? Yeah, in the game? underground. Dude, that's awesome. awesome. What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm in this band, shame phylactery. <laughs> hmm? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't heard of them. C- oh, well, C- they're C- good. music phylactery? <laughs> they a, rule. That's a pretty good band name. People pay us <laughs> to play stuff. We've got like nine guys in my band and I they can eat because Shame Phylactery is so fucking awesome. Now opening for Bucket Knuckle. By the way, did I mention that I'm the founder of Shame Phylactery? Bare Knuckle Bucket. I'm bucket lead knuckle. singer. Fucking... Yeah, I'm saying though that it, you can step outside of yourself surely long enough to go, huh, all of this weird shit that I believe about making awkward conversations is actually creating conversations that are more awkward than the ones that I think I'm creating in my head. No, I know. And I... I believe in you. I had this epiphany the other the other month. Lightning has just struck my head. <laughs> yeah. I had this epiphany that, like, maybe I should start paying attention to things mm-hmm. that I say <laughs> to other people. And, like, because, I like... I have this thing, and you under—you have known me for a really long time, and you get this. Everyone thinks that I'm an asshole when what? they meet me, <laughs> right? And now I'm immediately actually, you have to get into a conversation right, about Michael Vick with them. First. Conversation about anything, right? Like I had known that girl for years. But, <laughs> she knew he was an asshole. No, but like I. I think I'm an okay guy. Yeah. In general, people uh, people often describe me like. MC Frontalot described me as generous to a fault by saying, someday you're going to get sick of being so generous and just snap. And when that day comes, I hope I am miles away in a helicopter that you bought me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like, everybody thinks I'm a prick when they first meet me. And so I had this, I had this thing like, okay, we're going to go meet dudes at Blizzard. What if 
so I did this thing like when I was in college where I was like, okay, assholes get laid a lot. What would I do if I was an asshole and I wanted to have sex with this girl? And it just totally worked like a bunch of times. I was like, before we went to Blizzard, I was like, okay, what would I say if I wasn't an asshole? <laughs> and then say that. <laughs> and then it totally worked and the people liked us and now we've got friends of Blizzard and it was an awesome trip and it was like we sat around I didn't piss anybody off there's nothing that I'm like ashamed of or embarrassed about that happened during that conversation which never fucking happens I didn't like I didn't just like start talking about how lame the decisions that those guys had made about stuff was because I suddenly felt like oh what I can just talk to this guy like I you know like I can talk to this guy and like, I was huh and then like the one time when I was like, all right, I should, I should maybe do what other people do and like think about the things that they say instead of just like being themselves all the time. <laughs> uh, d- like, so, okay, so now I'm all fakey and well, more people like me. Well, you were trying to get Richard Garrett to admit that he, uh, that he sold out. <laughs> that was after, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to get him to, I wasn't trying to get Richard Garriott to admit to having sold out. I was trying to, I was, I wanted an answer out of him and he gave it to me and it was the right answer, but you're right. I did, <laughs> I did eventually ask Richard Garriott an asshole question. That, to be fair, I felt like that was a defensive move because he was, the way that he was talking, knowing that he was talking to someone who was running an MMO was kind of like, you know, you guys are doing what you're doing, but let me tell you that, you know, the future is if you want to make a whole bunch tomorrow. of money, here's what you do. And, you know, he wasn't being overbearing about it, but the cumulative cumulative effect over time of, of what he was saying was to kind of make all of us go, huh. So, you know, you're like, your question was fair. Do you want to just tell what? Yeah, I mean, it, like, so this was, like, in the presentation that we saw, he he brought up how Ultima Online made... 10 times as much money as, as all, all of the, the other, other Ultima games combined. combined. Yeah. Sold sold more units and and made 10 times as much money as all of the other games combined. And how his his big thing about like where the industry is going is like all right, so there's single player games which get ones of millions of players. And then there's MMOs that get tens of billions of players and check it out. Ultima Online which, you know, I, I mean, the guy's entitled to have opinions about a genre sure. that he basically invented, right? Like MMOs, 10 times that, tens of millions of players, but social games, Facebook games, casual games, hundreds hundreds of millions millions of players, players, which I don't know if the numbers are there or not in terms of the money, because right now there's really only, there's really only one player. There's only one player in that game, right? And then there's a lot of other people trying to break into it, including... Well, you think of, you think of Blizzard as this like just monolithic cash cow and one of Zynga's properties already... At, like eclipses World of Warcraft, right? But in terms I mean, of net, in terms a hundred million players of a Zynga game does not necessarily generate the revenue of ten million players of a Blizzard game, right? Like, but that's I, what I'm saying is, yes, it does, it and does. more. Yeah, he was saying Cityville outgrosses World of Warcraft significantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cityville came out like last year too. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. Well, anyway, he's right about that. And and finally, I just got tired of him talking about money, and I was like, man, are you? 10 times as proud of Ultima Online as you are of all the other Ultima games combined. Like, trying to get him to, on some level, just acknowledge that, like, no, like, at at least on some level, he feels like he's making something, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he he cares about, he cares about contributing to culture. And then he was like, no, of course not. And then, like, from that point on, all I talked to him about was, like, the older 
games and like what he you know what he was doing with them and stuff and it was like it made me sad in the same way that it made me sad like that raf coster was so money 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 i'm gonna sell out and then make social games like yeah you know what is that like why maybe maybe it has to do with maybe it was some disease that they caught while working on ultima online that's the thing (laughs) that's the thing that they have in common and that they've met us maybe maybe it's something about oh shit yeah it's some parasite that you get working on ultima online that gets activated when when i come across as smug because i'm embarrassed (laughs) i think that's a thing Mm. that must have happened to those two guys that has made them want to explore underwater secret passage it's the tone of voice and the, the tone that you asked in the question and was like you know, are you ten times more proud of Ultima Online? If you had said like, "Yeah, but are you ten times more proud of Ultima Online?" <laughs> it would like, have been like a Rex Quando kind of. <laughs> it's like I'll bet you're not. But no, it, that, I felt like that was a legitimate question to ask, and he didn't. He took no offense. No, he didn't. But, but I did. So. I did feel I, like I, that. Did feel like a sparring move rather than a <laughs> question, right? Like that felt like a conversational mm. tactic rather than. A conversational contribution, and, and but it I, was and like. But you were wondering if there was still that spark in him that was more concerned with, that was at least partly concerned with the quality of the experience he was creating. Somebody, so somebody you, asked you him looking for it during the panel. I, I don't remember if we said this or not, but they asked him during the panel, like, "Have you considered designing an educational game to teach people about space?" And his answer was basically like, "If you are like anything." that is not going to be a top 10 seller is not going to make any money. So anything that you don't think can be a top 10 seller is a distraction. And that made me, I died a little inside when I heard that. Like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a perspective, you know, it's a different, but it's a different scale, right? Like I ended up talking to a guy who had a graphic novel out at dragon con and his booth had looked like some kind of publishing company. So I came up and, Asked about it and said, you know, I have this comic that I'm working on. And he's like, it's based on this game called Kingdom of Loathing. He's like, oh, kid, you can't write a, something based on property that you don't own. <laughs> like, okay, well, I do own the property. He's like, okay, but, you you know, you're going to get hosed if you don't have, like, a, a name artist. And you're, you don't put a whole bunch of your own money into it. Well, I'm not putting any of my own money into it. Oh, uh, but, you know, you, <laughs> you got to have some TNA in there and you got to have this and that. And here's how you sell 50, you know, 500,000 books. Jill's pretty and, hot. You know, sort of I'm not in the business of selling 50,000, 500,000 books. Like, you're not in the business of trying to get in the top 10 games, and serious money to us is not serious money to him. Right. I, yeah. I think that's. I feel he's, he's speaking from the perspective of running a business. Yeah, yeah. and, and companies. A yeah, companies where you've got 100, 200 dudes working on this one game, then yeah, you do need that to be and a, also, a top 10 seller, but it's a lot different. From money as food instead of money as oxygen. Sure. You know. It's love like water. It's just beaten down and abused for being strange. Yeah. It's water for chocolate yeah. and elephants. It's water for chocolate elephants. Chocolate and elephants. Mm. I always eat the trunk first. What does that say about my personality? <laughs> that I like mm. sucking uncircumcised. Yeah, ask, ask Mr. Freud. <laughs> I, thought, what I thought it was a chocolate rope. <laughs> Hanging from a chocolate moon. I was just waiting for some chocolate rain. <clears throat> Hot stuff turns his head away from the mic to breathe. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Hi, Bulb says. Did the Batman run morph into seasonal challenges, or is it still something else you're considering adding at some point? The Batman run will eventually be a seasonal challenge once I get a bunch of uh, once I get a bunch of labor to match my ambition. I think that's the. It's gonna be awesome. 
Whole new game in KOL's engine. <laughs> Coming March 2012. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna guess that'll be the the what May? What is it? What are what are our seasons? May? 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 No. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> Three Mays are not our seasons. <laughs> Three Mays? Yeah. Yeah. May, 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 and winter. <laughs> those are the, those are the seasons. Because our... by that time we'll word rooms will totally be out and we'll. You'll want to do something else. Totally. I, I finished writing all the cutscenes. Yeah. Cool. I finished writing all the taunts. <laughs> uh, man, I had that real strong couple days of getting that taunt number up to spur you guys into action, right. and then I mm-hmm. fucking just well, you were also stare at one left for twenty minutes, minutes. two weeks. You gotta, you, were... you gotta refresh. If yeah. If you don't yeah. immediately yeah. have it. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll keep getting the same. Like I got sires like 20 times right and just kept skipping it and finally i just put all you sucker mcs better call me one of your sires and just went to the next one and now i don't get sires anymore the 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 trick i played was when i started getting all words and i that i could not think of anything for any of them i went and played the game for three hours (laughs) to to reseed the list of popular words (laughs) (laughs) you're gaming the system I'm, i'm doing like style and S-T-I-L-E. And... Yeah. Judo 2 says, How about an option to give up an astral equipment and take the reward from the previous run instead? I, I really want to take that plexi helmet in my next run instead of an astral shirt or whatever. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Those days are gone. Yeah. Uh, Clip Art Tome says, Lightwolf is awesome. It certainly is better than any of the other summons now, but it's not quite as overpowered as it seems at first. Lots of turn gen, but turn reduction gear is in line. So it helps slower slash low player or low skill players a lot more. The best part is that many of the items are actually viable to summon, so it makes for interesting choices, like people considering using special familiar equipment in hardcore again. Uh, with Kung Fu fighting and the new Halo items from the Clip Art, are you at all concerned about the talk that fighting without a weapon is being talked about as the preferred strategy for people with lots of perm skills? I don't know. Do we care about that? No. I mean, that's I think one. It's kind of neat. It's one way to solve the like. Everybody spends every turn with two bottle rocket crossbows equipped. Mm-hmm. Problem. Sure. Right. I mean, I you know I don't know. I mean I don't know. It, like, would you be concerned if you made some weapons that were slightly better than the other weapons in the game? Like, no. So, are you concerned that you've made? a thing that is slightly better than having weapons and doesn't require you to have any weapons like no not really you know and and requires that you not have any weapons yeah too. exactly i mean so it's like so you're giving up your offhand and your weapon slot yeah there's a trade off there i mean you know because i mean what that does is it lets us you know gives us some play and you know if we make some weapons that are just a little bit better than the existing stuff then that suddenly swings over to being viable again and there's new stuff for people to care about and the power creeps along. <laughs> but, you know, power's got to creep. NS15. Fish got to swim. Power got to creep. Uh, regarding hobos and leaderboards, the boss consumables are only level 13 requirement, and they free up five spleen as well, in addition to the fork frosty mug bonuses. I was just kidding about the salad forks. I, like, I was making a joke about what I imagine somebody who didn't know anything would assume that people were doing with those uh, fights. However, the new clip art tome has made three-day viable without the hobo strategy, at least for this challenge run. You totally meant to do that. If future challenge runs are more restrictive, it may crop up again, but no worries for now. Well, cool. <laughs> Did an end run around that little problem. <laughs> uh, Scarfiden says, 
Any plans to change flavor of magic to a toggleable option instead of five separate spells? I know it's been discussed before, and it would make the skill much less fiddly. Why is it fiddly now? If you want to change elements, you have to recast it, right? Oh, because it's like... It's faked to fight. What does that even mean? What? How is a toggleable element better than... Like, if you had just a single effect that you could then... That you could switch yeah. somehow? Yeah. Some sort of new interface element or something. Huh. How would... I don't know. It would have to be, like, its own little place on the skills pane or something. I guess you could put a drop down in the effect Yeah. name. Hmm. No, I don't know. Uh, would you consider adding quick links between inventory hanks and the closet? Or does this already exist and I'm just too dumb to find it? I don't think it does. I know that that had come up before, but yeah, I don't think that it's... I don't know. Like, how, how dumb are you? Pretty dumb. <laughs> uh, oh, how dumb am I? No, not not that. Not oh, how dumb is Scarfedin? Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you consider making it so adding a foldable slash squeezable item to your favorites would add all of its derivative items? It's a little daunting to add all 21 Loathing Legion items. And it's... I mean... You might not want that, right? Like, you might have a set of favorites that you want to include one item, but not the other one in the foldable set. So, also, finally, in-game monster dictionary that you collect the entries for, plus, yeah, that's that's greatly aligned with a clan dungeon idea that just keeps failing to get off the ground. <laughs> so, someday it's, it is off the ground. It's just uh, not very far off the ground. ground. Yeah, choo choo church. I've asked this in the past and figure it's been about a year, so I'll revisit it to see if anything has changed. Have you guys changed your opinion on allowing some sort of character name change via Mr. Store, or perhaps something you can mm. buy with 500 Karma or something in Valhalla? Really against mm. it. Nope. For any number of technical and social reasons. Hot Stuff would have changed his name, and then I wouldn't be able to make fun of him mm-hmm. for being named Hot Stuff. Exactly. I remember we had been talking before about adding aliases, like so that you could have like nicknames just for being contacted in chat like you could have a, a three-letter like alias like jle like jle exactly yeah. everybody could name themselves everybody JLE. could just be jle <laughs> everybody wants to be jle i don't think you're ready for that <laughs> <laughs> uh play havoc says bug things what um what after the crypt is done if you still have evil eyes and have buried the evil meter when you click on the evil eye the meter beeps i thought i wrote a case for that uh, what was the inspiration for the clip art? Clip I don't art. remember. <laughs> yeah, you presented that that part to us at least as a pretty polished idea. Yeah, I don't remember what. Yeah, I really don't remember when I had that idea or what I was thinking about. Like, it, I've <clears throat> it was fun to play with, and I figured it would be fun to play with a like a three element crafting system just to see if that was a thing. It turns out. Fuck no. I'm so glad that other stuff doesn't work like that. Because <laughs> for every one good idea, there's a million combinations that you just have to struggle to come up with something for. At least the way that it works for me. Um, yeah, I really don't remember when I thought of that and why I thought to theme it. It was fun doing the art um, I think it, for it. Yeah, I, re- I really like the way you were able to reproduce the look of clip art. With yeah. You. Always mm-hmm. amused when some like other established art form gets filtered through your sensibilities. Oh, yeah. It turns out looking cool. So uh, you just draw the same thing twice, kind of sloppy the second time, and then fill in between the lines, and you make sure that the lines cross. Gotcha. That's, that's how you do something and make it look like clip art. <laughs> you know, I think it 
<clears throat> the genesis of that was somebody talking about like a familiar that would provide help during battle, and so people started talking about Clippy. Now, a long time ago, the, a couple of years ago, there was discussion about Clippy and you know, clip art. No, no, uh, Clippy, the thing. And, but I think that got it in your head. You think so? That's, yeah. Especially if you don't remember that conversation, that just means That's it was exactly how it, it went straight to your am, am, amygdala. Straight to your queen Amidala. No, I think they. I think they proved that that wasn't a real dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, queen Amidala. Amygdala wasn't that the uh, the Roman emperor with the. You're the thinking of Dracula. Bucket? Oh, oh. Killed. Dracula was the Roman emperor. You know what? You know what? I imperior. The connection Impurity. that I never ever made. I I asked today, what does the Sylvania in Pennsylvania mean? Woods, mm-hmm. Sylvan mm-hmm. Woods. Yeah. Never once did I make the like. I thought that Sylvania was just like a ville or land or something, you know. That, that like, which also means something, I guess. But never occurred to me that that was anything other than just, uh, just a, like a nominative thing. Right? Language like, is neat. All right, it means woods. So like Transylvania is like an area between two woods, maybe is how it was named. It's maybe? woods uh, that's that started out female and mm-hmm. turned to male. <laughs> right, right, right. <clears throat> or vice versa. Used to be tree holes. <laughs> there are tree holes. Uh, Neon Gray says, "Well, I kind of fell off playing the game for anything besides sticking my head in a crimbo for the last few years. Got to the point where I didn't even bother logging in that, or logging didn't, bleh, didn't even bother doing that last year. But you know, I never really forgot about the game and decided to poke my head in around the beginning of August or so. Finished my finished off my start under NS11 run and hopped into the then current challenge path. Not a great idea on my part. I've been away way the hell too long, and Bees was really for people who weren't realizing it's a completely different game now than it used to be. But I stuck through it, and by the time I did, I was good to start in on Fist Core. And I have to say, it's been just great playing since." Once I got past my frustration and bees hate you, I got to really appreciate a lot of the ways it's been streamlined since I've been gone. Quests and zones tightened up, the graphics on level 3, interface, which I'd never even had a problem with before, made a lot smoother, and so on and so forth. It's been damn awesome. And you know what? I've seen people ragging on you guys a bit for the Fist Path having less content than bees or whatever, but you know what? The scroll-finding adventures are great. They're a joy to read. It's easy to kind of glaze over the game's text some as you play it, but I made a point of taking the time to read the stuff in the path, and I'm happy I did. The extra combat skills are a massive boon, speaking of someone who's got such ancient perms as I do. So I don't think I have any real questions here, and I'm sure it's supposed (laughs) to be too long to read on the radio or whatever. (laughs) Oh, shows what you know. But I figure you guys will see it if I post it there anyway. So I just wanted to say that KOL is still a pretty kick-ass game, and I'm happy I came back. Well, thanks, Neon Gray. Yeah, thank you. Good job, Riff. Well, yep. Riff wrote all those. Those were those were fun. Had to had to watch a lot of kung fu movies afterwards. <laughs> I have to. I have to. Not go th- beforehand. No, afterwards. Would, afterwards, yes, because it made me want to watch kung fu movies. I have to go through and watch all the kung fu movies that I named the adventures after. Oh, nice. Somebody at Dragon Con asked us. Um, and I think this is a pretty good idea. Um, they were like, if somebody comes back after a really long time yeah. and wants to play through the game from the beginning or wants to try one of the new challenge paths or whatever, they have to play through the from whatever point ascension. that they are yeah. to the rest of it, which might take days or even weeks if somebody doesn't really know what they're doing and get kind of soured on it before they get the chance to... Uh, so we need a, like a suicide button. Yeah, and we kind of hashed it out. Like, do you think, and do you listeners think, tell me how you feel about this, what if after day 10 or 11 of your run, 
you had a button that you could press that would just pop you back into Valhalla and you don't get any karma. And I think that's, that's fine. That's certainly if, if like you say, if it's day 10 or 11 so that we don't get people doing things like gaming the system to skip through it. And I mean, you know, we, we clearly like for a bad day one roll or whatever, but yeah, no, that's, I think that's a good idea. Didn't Itsy Bitsy Spider do that once with goofballs? I mean, he reset that. <laughs> he reset that <laughs> one. Yeah, he didn't. But he didn't get the quest. You don't get to again. Yeah. If uh, if someone came back after a long absence like that, maybe that would be if like just something that could be posted above up the main there, map. Like, yeah. Hey, we there's been a lot of changes since you were here. Yeah. If you want to start over and play it from the beginning, you can do this suicide booth. Yep. I mean, it'd be weird for somebody who came back after six months now because they suddenly pop into Valhalla, have no karma to spend. Hmm. But I mean, that's not a problem, though. No, I guess not. We could if we could gift you eleven karma or something if you're. Well, but eleven's not enough. To, well, I guess it's enough to get a gear and a consumable. Yeah. Huh. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I I kind of like that idea, and yeah, I'm, I'm totally yeah. in favor of that. Yeah. yeah. Um. And it should actually be a suicide booth. I was yeah. just going to say, but it should be something more elegant than a suicide booth. No, is, yeah. Wasn't there in uh, Futurama, isn't there a suicide booth? Yeah, yeah. it could be an astral uh, pond hole. It's, I mean, pond. astral pond your, hole. Like your, ca- your character <laughs> has turned 30. <laughs> now, it's yes. time, now it's time to go to the suicide. Your crystal's beeping. <coughs> uh, will the doppelshifter ever be updated to include familiars 145 plus? The wiki says that's where you stopped. I thought that... I think it's still whitelisted. I think we have. Yeah, I thought that there's some there's some Chris holes in there, and it's that. important that there be yeah. some. So yeah, I mean, I find it important that there be some holes in things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Transylvania, especially dudes. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, says Casey Wiederman. I'm having trouble in visualizing how an item database should work. So there's one table with unique IDs, name, type, description, results, and then don't. does each player have a table that reproduces don't. ID number and indicates quantity? Don't do it. Don't do it this way. Yeah. Don't is there one big table with an do. entry for every item that every player has? Or a question mark? So there's a big table that's inventory, and it contains player ID, item ID, quantity. Yeah, don't do it that way. That's a terrible way to do it. Well, it's it's not. It's a good way to do it. it it's it, it's, it's I would not do it if you're not going to have a bunch of items or players in your game. Well, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I mean, it's fine. We, it, we've got we've got the hardware to support it now. It stops do, items from having any kind yeah, of identity. Do something yeah. where, it play, where items can be Absolutely. unique. <laughs> so this you is, will appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You will appreciate it in the long term. This is what this is what I would do if I had it to do over again. Which luckily I do because we're building a whole new game. Um, I would have a table that was item prototypes that were like an item ID platonic ID that had a bunch of <laughs> that had a bunch of properties, and the properties are like type weapon, damage four to ten, name. Fart blade description. This is a sword made of farts, right? And then a the inventory table is player ID, and then the item ID that it pulls in the like proto uh, attributes from, and then a list of attributes that can be nothing yeah. but can modify that item. Mm-hmm. So if you say like rename, like if in that thing you go through a quest where you rename it poncho's fart blade then it can store a property that overrides the name if you cast an enchantment on it that makes it do five extra fire damage by adding a match to your farts <laughs> uh, then then it can it can store that the problem there is that it goes from a thing where 
And the early KOL, the inventory was player ID, item ID. And if you had 10 Nolish Flyswatters, you had 10 rows in the table, which was a fucking terrible, terrible way of doing it. God. So there needs to be, like... So, so then, and then you have a limited size inventory. You have to have a limited size inventory if you're going to do that, because otherwise... Which is fine. Well, you have to have a limited size inventory, or you have to have a like vertically scalable storage yeah, structure. Yeah, but just have a limited size inventory. Yeah, That's the right way to the, do the things. The thing about a limited size inventory is it stops people from doing a Collecting. lot of the cool shit that they do in KOL, right? No, no, You give them doesn't. some way to do it. You give them, you you give them, them a yeah. collection thing where they yes. can just put an unlimited number of particular items into it. Everybody can see them. They can't take any out, but they can just keep piling them up there, no matter how many they get. But yeah. I, I think having thousands of items in your inventory is just seems seems cool, but it, it is daunting for a player. Yeah, like it confuses you. And yeah. I mean, I I get I log on to World of Warcraft after a several month absence, and I'm just like, what is all this shit? Like I kept yeah. it <laughs> for some reason, and that's in a game where an individual item is not important, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can you can just like abandon all your quests, and nothing that you're carrying except your gear is necessary to do anything in the game, right? Like, you can just go do something else. Whereas in KOL, like, a lot of items are important to progress and stuff, right? There's shit that you need. Um, and there's also shit that we might decide is critical to some world event. So you gotta <laughs> fucking hang on to everything all the time instead of, like, oh, there's a world event that needs, you know, like, in fucking Christmas in World of Warcraft when it's like, all right, I better go to Mulgor and kill these fucking things that drop eggs because Santa wants me to make him a cookie and I gotta get some eggs and those only drop in the newbie zones from these fucking birds. So you got to chase around 500 other people who are trying to kill the same birds. Or you're super smart and you do it for the month beforehand and then you sell them for a million gold in the mall. Sure. In the auction hall. Um, But yeah, you don't want to store all of the information about every item if it's going to be the same for most people. And so I think that like, I think having a row in the inventory table that is just a, that has a parent node that it points to that it inherits all of its properties from is the way to do it. So when you when you are acting with that item in the code, you just build an item that has all of the properties from the like prototype item table, all of the additional properties or overwritten properties from the inventory table, and then you can put enchantments on it. Then you can do whatever. You can also have items that you're like, this is just a stackable item that exists in quantity, mm-hmm. and there's no reason to have more than one yeah. more than one row for more than one of these items because it's just like a commodity thing. Mm-hmm. And I and I mean I feel like that's the way most games do it. Right, like you can't have a stack of swords in most MMOs, but you can have a stack of gold cotton pieces, cloth yeah. or or gold. Or what about whatever. some sort of game of, of Thrones? Right, we should play that Game of Thrones board game. That's awesome. Yeah, that was great. Scully really I would rather it. play a stack of swords. <laughs> I would rather lie on top of a stack of swords than play the Game of Thrones game. <laughs> I, you know, learning to play that game was awful, but I actually enjoyed the that's, game. Yeah, like that's what I, I was saying to Zach before. Is I my friends it was and I profoundly broken? Really? Yeah. Huh. Mm. color me surprised Orbrisa says also reposting my question from the previous thread since it appears they're not going to be merged what does Balungo Balunio mean <laughs> and or where did it come from I was wondering that myself me too. that comes from an Onion article entitled I bet I can speak Spanish <laughs> uh, in which in which a guy just says you know like oh, I hear people speaking Spanish how hard can it be and then he just starts making stuff up and says there that probably means something <laughs> And one of them was Belungo Belunio. <laughs> and that phrase has just been stuck in my head ever since. I think it was like when I was actually reading The Onion in print. So I'm like, this is from an Onion article from 16 years ago. <laughs> it's a deep cut. There. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Athos says, repost from Thardu's show was never recorded. Two questions on karma. Do you plan for expired challenge paths basically to disappear from public view? I suspect that virtually no one will be doing B's hate you runs anymore now that bonus karma's gone, and it seems a shame for all your hard work creating the path to go to waste, essentially. Yeah, Would it still be in the spirit of the seasonal challenge idea you have to give expired challenge runs and perhaps Bad Moon half bonus karma? No bonus karma for old challenge runs. We That, that sticks us in something that we don't want to be stuck into if we ever do a challenge run that is significantly faster than regular runs, which we might. We, I mean, we might give you less karma for a challenge run than a standard run. Yeah. Like Batman might give you yeah, 10 like it karma. Might be a thing. it might be a thing where like maybe the run takes three days, even Regardless. if you're going slow, yeah. and so you get less karma for that. And it's like still faster for people who are doing 10-day runs to do these and have fun getting better at them, and they'll get more karma, but, you know, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm curious as to whether or not people are going to stick around and keep doing Bees Hate You Runs. There's still some stuff that you get. There's still like a trophy. That, uh-oh. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Fuck. There's the Thwaite Gold. Yeah, there's the Thwaite Gold, which people are going to want to collect. Oh, wait, you can just go back and edit that out. I can, I guess. I'm not going to. I'm not going to remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people already suspect that there's a trophy in there. Yeah, I mean, they know they're talking about it. Yeah. It's one of the things, yep. There were all okay. those other trophies we were talking about in this episode that you've already edited out. Yeah, yeah. trophies. Trophy, trophy, <laughs> well, there's, trophy. There's seven Beep. of them. Beep. <laughs> all right. Um, hey, let's stop doing this show. What? What? Aww. Oh, but I was just getting ready to... Sit here and we not have to do another show and try to not have to pee. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, everybody, this has been the Kingdom of Loathing Thursday show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we have, but I bet you didn't. Goodbye. <laughs> have a great Whether you enjoyed it or not, it's not important. <laughs> <laughs>